I'm Tara Aldridge, and you're listening to The Smart Woman Show. I believe that every woman has a powerful, profitable, and impactful business inside of them that God has called them to create. This podcast is for women who have a deep sense that they want more, more out of life, relationships, and business. This show is going to give you the tools to be everything God created you to be by sharing strategies, tactics, and heart-centered lessons so you can stop stopping yourself at the fear of the unknown and finally take your inspired vision and turn it into an impactful business. There's no excuses here. Are you ready to commit? Let's do this. Welcome to the Smart Woman Show. Ooh, it's a good day today. Ladies, we have Andrea Robinson on the show. These are my favorite guests to have on the show because they're so unassuming. When you look at their Instagram, when you, you know, kind of dive into their life as I was this morning, Andrea, you're like, oh my God. This girl has all the confidence in the world. And yet there's been a struggle with confidence and you've created this whole journal, you know, wrapped around women really finding what it is that they love, what it is that they want to do and, and, and become confident and have the courage to create that. And so I can't wait to dive into that. Andrea Robinson is a TV host, author, mama of two crazy fun kiddos and a loving wife. And for 14 years, ladies, she co-hosted the top-rated morning show in Phoenix, Arizona. So, Andrea, welcome to the Smart Woman Show. Oh, it's so great to be here, Tara. Well, who needs coffee? And I love coffee. I love it uh, strong, and I like froth all on the top. But who needs it when you have you, your <laughs> energy? I mean, that's like that was my extra hit of espresso today. Is that welcome and um, just the way you opened uh, your arms to me and to your community. So thank you. Thank you for that. I feel like I could give you a hug right now if we weren't in two different places. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes, it would be. have an actual set, which makes no sense logistically and financially. It makes zero sense. This is amazing opportunity we have. Um, But I would love to give you a hug. And I think I will one day. We will one day it will happen, but I just, you know, know that that sort of welcome felt like a hug. So thank you. You're welcome. So I start the show off with the same question every single time the listeners are used to it. They love it. Um, And it's, it's a, it's kind of a random question, but I think it just kicks us off and grounds us into why we're here today. And is the question is how is your heart today? Honestly, I love that. Uh, Okay. I'm going to be real honest because honesty always feels right for me. And for many, many years, I lived um, uh, sort of in a facade, uh, you know, I'm a recovering people pleaser and I love human affirmation and validation and external validation. So I would constantly kind of put on, I've got it all figured out. Everything's perfect. Um, So today I, every morning I wake up, And I spend time with God because if I'm not starting my day with him, my day goes a different direction. And if he's not the priority, really, then why am I living Uh, in my, again, in my, in my opinion, but we, my husband is a firefighter. And um, so last night I woke up to a text, he was working and there was a terrible car accident Mm -hmm. here in Phoenix. Um, And he had hardly ever, we hardly ever talk about his job because it's kind of depressing a lot. Um, And so he never really shares a lot. But last night he sent a text saying, I went on the worst mass casualty 
um, car accident in my whole career. And he's been on the job a long time Wow! and, you know, shared the details and my heart just broke into a million and one pieces because these people woke up yesterday, not knowing that that was going to be the end of their life. And they were anywhere from the people that died, you know, in their twenties to forties, there was babies, literally a three-year-old, a six-year-old injured, Mm -hmm. just a lot, just heavy. So I just felt this morning, I like just pray. I mean, I prayed for them, but I just thought, Lord, like, okay, that's a sober reminder that this life is so short. Wow. So my heart feels, it feels grateful that we have a God that we can just come and lay sort of our heaviness and burdens that we feel at his feet and just say like, I mean, I asked why, why does this happen? You know, I'm not going to get the answer, but so it, it felt a little bit sort of disheveled today, if that's a correct word. You know, it's so interesting to me and thank you for sharing that because sometimes, and I know you know this, right? That's heartbreaking. Excuse me just for a minute, but it's, that is, I mean, we have kids, we have husbands, you know, some of, some of the listeners listening, maybe they can actually relate to a story like this. Um, And I think it's so easy to go through life just dead, just waking up in the morning and being like, oh, here's my day, you know, oh, there's my husband, there's my annoying kids, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm so tired. And I love that you're opening with this. Uh, you've cracked my heart wide open. So thank you for that. And um, it, re- it reminds me of your cause in the world and why we're here today. And that is to, yes, amen, hallelujah. Thank you for saying, like, start your morning with the Lord. That is like the number one message is get in relationship with God. And then two, gratitude. And I know that's your mission, sister. So share with us all the things about gratitude. Well, I think gratitude is the most underused tool in the world that can combat so much of what we deal with. It's the antidote to so many struggles that we as women, you know, your community, I think we can all, if we opened up our our stories and our struggles and our mouths a little bit more with each other, I mean, and oftentimes we don't because past experiences. Uh, We thought we were safe with certain women to share our struggles. And we now feel like we can't because, you know, they went and gossiped about us or they didn't, you know, sit with us and encourage us as as we needed. And so whatever that is, you know, then we kind of, we close our hearts back up and we put like a little padlock on them. And then we decide we're never going to share it again. But what I've learned over the last several years, especially leaving my TV career is, you know, I lived in sort of this facade Mm -hmm. of, I'll just make everything look perfect. As long as I have it all together, people will like me. And yes. if people like me, then that will uh, validate my existence in this world, that I'm worthy mm-hmm. and that I'm here for a, for a good purpose, which is completely false, that that holds no weight and actually isn't even remotely true. But um, what I've realized and over the last several years, really sort of cultivating this attitude of gratitude um, and I always say, I want to make my default setting in life gratitude. Mm -hmm. I want to, when tragedy strikes, when something horrible happens, because it will, I mean, and somebody listening right now might be in the middle of 
something tragic and painful and awful. Um, but nonetheless, like if you're on a mountaintop right now, now I'm not bursting your bubble, but God only keeps us up there for so long. Right. Mm-hmm. And he takes us back into a valley to continue to grow and open our hearts and transform us. But gratitude, if we can figure out how to make that our, our default setting, it, it helps with the comparison game that many of us women play. It helps us to realize that even in my struggle and my suffering and in my pain, there is, there is purpose and there is insurmount, insurmountable peace mm-hmm. that can be found in it. And um, the more we look for a million little good things every day and we focus on that, where our focus is, um, that will grow. So if our focus is, oh my gosh, this is awful, everything sucks, my life is just terrible, then guess what? Probably that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. And I am not dismissing. I am not talking about toxic positivity and that nonsense. This is not saying that. Um, That says what you're going through is it just get over it. It's fine. No, this is honoring it. It is a big deal. If you're going through that, that's hard. I'm not dismissing that. I've been through grief. I'm in the middle of grief right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I get it. And you, everybody has a story. And so, so many times as women think like, she, she doesn't really know what I'm going through, you know, right. or, but gratitude, when we can just look at our life and we can see the favor on our life, no matter what it looks like, we will compare our lives less to another woman. We will look at the good and we will stay in that place more often than not. Then when we do get stuck and we're in a tragedy, we have created this habit because of these consistent actions we've taken of, of gratitude and staying in that place every single day. So when we're stuck in that, ick, we can pull ourselves out a little bit easier because we know um, how to look for blessing and how to look for favor, even if it feels dark and uncertain. I, I love what you're saying. And we're, we're so the same person because I too used to really seek outside validation. It didn't matter who it was from. Like I, I did, I was, I was like, you know, and this is just for lack of a better word, but I was like a whore for, uh, you know, like, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I totally resonate with that. Yeah. It was just like, Hey, like any, anybody like, Look at yeah. Me. <laughs> Yeah. And, and so sometimes I even look back and I don't know if you feel this too, but like, it's not that I didn't love my career and didn't love the things that I was doing. And I wasn't using, you know, sort of that as like my driving force. But I, when I look back, I see a lot of the things I did and some of the goals, even that I said, were really not necessarily for me. Mm-hmm. It was for me to gain and glean the affirmation mm-hmm. and the validation from it. And then that would sort of become my compass. Like, oh, they like what I'm doing. They mm-hmm. like how I look. I have to stay like this. Oh, I can't gain weight now because like, I have to stay at this perfect shape because they're, they're commenting on how I look now. What will they say if I gain mm-hmm. 10 pounds yeah. or if I leave this job, what will they think? Like they think I'm really great at what I do now. And I'm like super mom. Cause I can handle and juggle all these things. But what if I leave it all? What will they think of me? Yeah. And, and I want to stay here for a minute because I think this is so important um, because there's, there's women listening and they're like, that's not me. Oh, that that's not me. I don't need that. But I want you to pause for a moment because I guarantee you that you were brought to this episode for a reason. And I got to tell you, I, it took me a year of, of, of heavy, rigorous, like in-depth transformational training and like intense feedback 
over and over and over again to have people say to me, like, you care too much what the outside world thinks of you. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't give a crap what you think, you know, but, but the more that I dug. Mm. And so that's what I want to know. Like, when did you, because I really, I, I really think that if women could, first of all, obviously understand that they're a child of God, mm. you know, mm. and, and get their, their, their cup filled from that, that's always enough. But when women can really identify like, I'm totally looking at my husband to validate me, at my mom to validate me, at my sister to tell me that I'm doing a great job. You know, what am I, so, so here, bring it to a question here. My question for you, Andrea, is when did you realize? And, and then what did you do? How did you start peeling up back those layers? So I have been away from TV now for, it'll be three years in September. So September, 2018 is when I left, but I would say a year prior to that. So we're talking like late 2017. I just remember everything that was once tolerable and sort of easy um, in that job and, or things that I could just sort of work through by keep moving forward at a really fast pace. Um, all of a sudden had this big like light on them and they were, it was like glaring that things that once I loved, I kind of started to not, there was hardships at work that were happening. There were, um, changes in relationships at work that were happening. All of these things like getting up at two 30 was once not ever easy, but it was manageable. And then all of a sudden it was hard, like hard, hard. I had this this deep sense of missing out on my, on my kids' lives. They are now eight and almost 11. Um, but I just felt like every time I was at work, I was missing out. And then I felt this constant, like, I don't, I don't want to have to like eat this every single day for fear of gaining weight. And I don't want to have to exercise like this all the time. Like, what if I just took a week off? Like, what if I didn't do that? Like what would happen? And I had this, the, these, these, when you say them out loud, they sound silly, but inside they really, because it was this fear of revealing who I really am, Mm. that I am a deeply, uh, I still had all these deep insecurities, but I was masking by my facade of perfection. Mm -hmm. And I was so afraid to share my insecurities and say like, I can't do it all. And Mm -hmm. I've made you think that I can. And I feel like a, I just feel like a fake. And so I remember coming home from work that year one day, and I was exhausted, like not tired, need a nap, but like, you know, when your soul from trying to keep that life going is just tired. And I just cried harder than I had ever cried before. Yeah. And I remember asking God, if this is, this is the life you want me to live. Like you want me to keep this up? Cause I don't think I can do this. Like I can, if this is it, I don't want to do this. And so through that entire year, he took me on this, like, peeling back journey of like, just my heart was just being just ripped open, like raw, you know? And then obviously the healing, I mean, the healing, I don't think will ever end when you let God take a hold of your heart, right? There's always going to be stones inside that are kind of wedged that have to be rolled away. And those are always like, how do you know that? Like, it's a trigger, right? Like, oh, that, that still bothers me. Or that revealed something inside of me that's still not quite healed, Mm -hmm. which is a great thing, right? Because I mean, we'd be living in heaven if, if we didn't have those moments and experiences. So I took a year. Uh, my contract was up that that's 2018, September of 2018. So I had to decide and my husband and I for an entire year prayed, 
Mm-hmm. And we, we were, we're big list people, pros and cons. If I left this job, what am I giving up? What am I gaining? I got into therapy with a Christian counselor. Um, and that was probably one of the most, the biggest sort of transformations is her really just being a very unbiased voice, you know, of yeah. why, why do you think that? Like, why do you believe that? You mm-hmm. know, and, and you think that they're going to think that, but have they actually told you that, you know, she really challenged me on the thoughts that were in my mind. That, that's such a powerful question that, that we get to ask ourselves, but you're right. Sometimes it's hard to ask yourself, like, why, why do I think that? Is that true? Yeah. Or is that a story I'm creating out the mind? Yeah. And oftentimes I think that the enemy works in our, in our life like this. He takes whatever you're very insecure about whatever your struggle is, because he knows, and then he is going to use that as against you. And that's going to become the louder voice. So that was the loudest voice and God's voice. Like I always believed in God. I wasn't born and raised in like a church going family. Um, But I had like a sort of a weak foundation of faith. My mom died 13 years ago. And that sort of started the journey of like coming into a relationship and really pursuing God. And then over these last 13 years, but definitely over these last three years, I think it's grown the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what too in that year is I lacked a lot of self-awareness mm. and I think self-awareness is such a beautiful gift. It is such, um, a hard gift, but if you really, really like, I just don't buy like, yes, we are all created in the image of God, we are all worthy of being loved how we are right now without accomplishments, without a bank account of tons of money, whatever it might be, Totally, all your past failures, mess ups and everything. But to sit in the thought that I'm just, this is just who I am, mm-hmm. right? Like sometimes like, yeah, we, we are made, we are, we're made to look different than each other. Some of us believe different things, but certain things like are you really just okay being like that forever? Like, you know, like the, everybody has like a negative person in their life or a negative friend. And sometimes they're just like super sarcastic and abrasive and they're kind of just, but is that really how, who you are? And that's how you're going to be the rest of your life. Like sometimes I think we're afraid of self-awareness because it's such a mirror into our heart and it begs us to look and say, Hmm, So you treating people that way, like that's just the way you are. Are you sure it doesn't reveal something that's inside of you that God just hasn't really changed? And so that year was just like this. It was self-awareness. It was a me looking and saying, okay, I, I am addicted to affirmation and validation. And that is why I do a lot of what I do. I don't want to do this anymore. Am I allowed to change? Am I allowed to once have this career and now leave that career? Mm-hmm. Well, of course I am. I mean, I didn't just like wake up one day and say, I'm going to quit my job. Like I look back and I see the sort of steps that were taken to get to that point to even have the opportunity to say yes or no to staying or leaving. And so I think that, and then I think sitting, um, I, I began a gratitude practice along with the therapy, along with, you know, opening up God's word and actually knowing what he does say about me and what, you know, truly I, my existence is in this world and really understanding that his truth versus just like, well, this is my truth. You know, this is just my way, which I lived that a lot. Most of my life, I lived that way. And so I think a combination of all of those things that year really gave me um, the solid confirmation that 
it was time for me to close that chapter and walk into a very uncertain next chapter. So you're saying, you're saying a lot in here and there's like all of these things coming through my mind and um, you know, the women who listen to this podcast, they're extraordinary women. They really are no matter what phase they're at in their life. And I remember, you know, and what I'm hearing you say, I'm, I'm hearing you say a lot of things. So let me just unpack what I'm hearing you say so that we can really drive this home. And I remember when I didn't, I didn't feel extraordinary, which is, which caused me to look outside of myself for others to tell me that I was, which was rare, you know, just, we just don't do that normally. I, I saw a post that you made, you know, perhaps we could just encourage each other. You know, perhaps we could just be kind to each other. That's another, that's another thing. But it, it, what I'm hearing you say is that you had to wake your ass up and it was hard. But what I'm also hearing you say is that if you want to be extraordinary and you want to be a, essentially a smart woman, which I, I don't know if you know this or not, Andrea, but I've broken down the, the word smart into serve, master one message, being committed action, be responsible mm. and, and trust your voice. So I really want to zero in on what I'm hearing you say is the art and smart, which is you got to be responsible with what you're creating in your life. Yes. You've got to wake up. And if you yeah. want to be extraordinary, you have to be uncomfortable. You have to, there's yeah. no choice. It's, it's a, you nailed it. Exactly. And I think that when you use the word responsible, I think we forget that the responsibility is on us, right? It starts and ends with us. So if you want your life to change and you want to be a more loving human, just in general, uh, wife, daughter, sister, friend, mother, whatever it is, business owner, all it starts and ends with us. Mm -hmm. And I think so often we don't take, I, and I'm just speaking for my, I'm not pointing a finger. I am speaking for myself. I didn't take ownership of my own self, right? Mm -hmm. I relied on somebody else to make me happy. I relied on somebody else to tell me, um, how great I was, or if what I was doing was good enough, mm -hmm. I relied on a vacation to finally give me the rest. Or once I get to this point, then I'll be happy. Once I'll do this, then I'll be happy. And what I did, I just chased things that are fleeting mm -hmm. that actually don't change the inside of my heart. None of those things are bad. I just had an unhealthy attachment to those being the end to my internal suffering that if I just did all these things, then I'll be happy. Then I'll find joy. Then I'll find peace, which was completely false. It's just, it's just not. And I'm sure there's somebody listening to this that is like, oh yeah, I ran that race. It's exhausting. And it's one that does not end. And mm -hmm. so until you finally just stop and say, well, this doesn't work and I can still chase a goal, right? I can still have goals in my life and do things, but if I'm doing it for the wrong reasons, I'm never going to find the internal peace, mm -hmm. the living hope that everything that I really want to feel totally secure and totally confident in this earthly life. And that's kind of where I was at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's so cool about you, Andrea, is that you're bringing this all down to one simple free tool. <laughs> it's like, okay, so, so if you can relate to Andrea and quite frankly, myself, like we are just mirror images We're of each other. If you can relate to us, you know, start your morning with gratitude. And, and I, I am a huge fan of your journal. 
Um, and I really recommend that you ladies get it. Tell, tell us about how gratitude starts in your journal and how you walk these women through their days. So I think if you are right, we all have a, a plate of things that we carry every day. We've got a lot on our plate, right there. We're not, no one's dismissing that. And I really hate using the word busy. Everybody's busy, right? This life is busy. It's, it's chaotic. This world we live in is chaotic. So I don't want to, you know, we don't want to overwhelm ourselves with more. And for me, if there's just one more thing I have to do, it kind of is like that goes on the back burner. So with the journal, it's, it's very simple. Um, it's very intentional and it's very quick, but I think that the one question, and it's, I work with a lot of women. There's a class that I teach every month. And we talk about just the simplicity of gratitude, that simple question. What am I grateful for? And I think a lot of us like fall into the season of, or a, a month of Thanksgiving around Thanksgiving, right? Cause it's kind of, it's kind of preached by the world. Like we should be thankful. Like this is the day. No, we should be thankful every second, every minute of the day. But if that's again, not our default setting, how does it become our default setting? Well, we like anything, if we're going to create a habit, it's going to take some consistency and some practice and for it to become like you waking up, brushing your teeth, then you have to actually put the effort in, but does it need to be an hour a day sitting, you know, in a quiet space with a pillow and a light and all the, no, 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 no. Wait, like, let's not overcomplicate. I, I overcomplicate a lot in my life. Let's not do that. But that one question, literally, if that's all you ask yourself, and I'm not saying go buy the journal, you can do this for free. Like, that's what I'm saying. You can get a cheat saying notebook. go buy the journal. Yeah. Well, I would love you to do that, but you can get a cheap notebook from the dollar store and write out a list every single morning. And this is what I challenge women all the time. So I get it, right? It's really easy. Like that question could be very, just I can dismiss it quick. Oh, I'm grateful for my health, my life, my family, my house, like whatever. Yes, all of those things are great. There are provisions that, and there are blessings. And many times I, well, every day I'm like, Lord, I don't deserve any of this, anything. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you though. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, but what I have challenged women is, in our life, maybe we don't know your health might be rocked or challenged. The job that you love, that you give thanks for every day might be taken away from you. Your child, something, you know, may, they may go wayward or something may happen, or there may be tension in your family or a, a hardship in your marriage. And so yes, be grateful for all those things. But along with that, I always challenge, write a small list of little things. Because a million little things every day are everywhere, like in your life. And why I say that is if you practice doing that now, mm -hmm. one day, or maybe not, but at some point in time, if one of those big things is challenged and you are in a season of hardship with those, you will be more likely to walk through it mm -hmm. with a little bit more confidence and a little bit more ease knowing that there are still a million little things all around me in my life that is proof that that there is favor on my life even in this time of, of hardship mm -hmm. so when you're creating a habit and it's it's gratitude and setting the intention sort of for the day of that's like sort of where i want to ground my day it's not going to happen today like you could just, if you just start it today, right? Like it might, it might make your day go in, in a good direction, but to really feel the fruits of that labor, mm -hmm. you got to do it often. And you, you know, maybe it's not every day, but maybe it's 
five days a week that you sit and actually not just think about the question, but write it down. There's so much power when you write something down Mm -hmm. and then you just, you, you continue to make it work for your schedule. I always have women that are like, well, I'm not a morning person. Okay. Well, no one says that you have to sit with this in the morning. Maybe it's after you drop your kids off at school and you finally have the moment of reprieve in the car when no one's talking to you. Maybe that's when you do it. Um, But nothing is going to grow without you putting some action in it. You know, you don't walk into the gym one day and haven't been into the gym in, you know, two years and say, oh yeah, I'm going to all of a sudden lose five pounds and have abs. Like it's not going to happen in one day, but over consistent time and effort, like you're going to see the fruits of that labor start to develop. And it's the same thing with gratitude. How do you know it's taking hold? Your reactions to situations in your life become different. You compare less to other women or random people you don't know on the internet. Mm-hmm. And you look at their life and say, well, great. They got a great life. Like that looks nice. And you're yeah. happy for them. Mm-hmm. Your relationships with everyone you have changes and it will change for the better. Grateful, happy people have very, very healthy relationships. They are, they are asked to be a part of friendships more. They're invited into, into conversations more because people want to be around people that are grateful. And when you're grateful, you tend the, the sort of, um, you know, the feeling that comes with being grateful is you are happy. But when you actually feel what true gratitude is, right, that that there is still a purpose in all of this, that God still has not forgotten me, even in a hard season, gratitude truly does. It, it changes everything, you know, and it, it does. It changes everything. And it's for everything. Like I'm yes. like, oh, gratitude, gratitude's for depression, gratitude's for anxiety, yes. gratitude's for um what, what, whatever hardship you're going through, because what I was, um, I was reminded of a couple that had just sold their company for $300 million and their daughter gets cancer in her leg. And they're like, we're going to have to remove her leg, you know, and they're just the most beautiful people. They have six gorgeous children. And they're like, you know what, Tara, we decided as a family, we were going to be grateful for the cancer. Wow. And I was like, you know, what? <laughs> I like bawling my eyes out. But it made so much sense because gratitude really activates the energy that follows mm. is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. So does. like, if you're not, you know, grateful for whatever you're going through right now, like just name it, like just pause this for a moment. Like I, I'm, I'm really a firm believer and not like just two times in these podcasts to get in the information to consume it. Like, let's just hang out in this for a minute and really identify and do what Andrew is talking about. Identify what is that one thing that like no one would ever be grateful for in your life. Like maybe you have acne all over your body or, or just something that there's no way you could be grateful for this mm-hmm. and sit it, sit with it for a moment. And what you're really saying is love it. Like love it. Love all of it. Love all of it. Love the highs, love the lows, love the valleys, love the mountaintops, love it all. Because I think when you're in something or you have something that's, again, like you said, nobody else would love or like somebody would look at that and be like, how is she still thriving in the middle of that? You know, a cancer diagnosis, your child, uh, their life, you know, in jeopardy. And when you're in it, 
I think no matter what, like everyone, if you just think of a hardship you've been in, right. When you were in it, it sometimes is really hard to see the perspective in that when, and to find the good. That's why I always say like a million little things. So you might not be able to right then in that moment, find the good in that really hard thing, but I promise, and this is what I always crave and I know, and, and how do I remember? I retrace past experiences because my memory then gets jogged. And I remember God is still faithful. He brought me through that one. He'll bring me through this. So when you're in it, you don't have the perspective, but when we're out of it, right. Isn't that the greatest gift when you have the perspective of like, okay, I see that was really sucky. I have friends um, that live here now. They're, they're from um, Kentucky. They were in the air force family. Their son got cancer. They moved here. They were, it was here in Colorado to come for cancer treatment. And he's in remission. I mean, he's wonderful, thriving 11 year old boy now. And they still, to this day, they said, we're thankful that God gave him cancer. I don't know if they were necessarily feeling those words and saying those words out loud in the middle of it when they're in a hospital room for, you know, days and days and days, but now they can see God took them through that, brought them here for a great reason. They're like the, the life we live here with the people in our community and our friendships, like we could have never, ever had, had that not happened. Mm -hmm. And that's where trust and faith in God comes down to, well, these are the cards we're dealt. And so you know, that's, that's our time for today, ladies. And I know this has been, I know this has been a lot to take in. So go back, listen to it again, take that extra time for yourself. And what I would love actually is if you would, you know, make a post in your stories or go on Instagram or even like DM, um, Andrea and just tell her like the one thing you're grateful for and tag us in it. Yes. So that we can start to spread this because I really truly believe that um, gratitude, this message of gratitude that you have will heal the world. And, you know, I, yes, could you go and buy a dollar store notebook and, and write down what you're grateful for? You could, or you could buy a beautiful journal that you invest in yourself. And, and we'll definitely put that link in the show notes for you guys to go, go and grab Andrew's journal, because I'm a firm believer that if you don't invest in something, you don't show up for it. I agree. And, and it, it, it does go beyond gratitude. It, it's a great way uh, to um, set intention for your day um, to sort of affirm ourselves and in, in who we uh, live for in the image in which we're made. And I think it's just a solid, um, simple way to start the day. Powerful. And so I, I hope that it, it becomes a blessing in, in all of your lives. Me too. You can find Andrea Robinson on Instagram at Andrea Robinson on TV. Look for the little blue check. And ladies, thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next week. I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to the Smart Woman Show. My vision for you is that you would experience the same level of success me and my friends have. Break open that vision, girl. DM me on Instagram at the Tara Oldridge, and I will send you a link to book a free strategy call with one of my success coaches today. Let's do this.